Welcome to the Haunting University Podcast, coming to you from the Rocky Mountain Home Hunter Studios. I'm John Schelt. I'm Keone Hutton. And I'm Leslie Reed. Did Does anyone prepare act- for that? No, I was not at all prepared for that, but so, I yeah, think it worked see? out. See? Your intro is long enough that I don't have to be prepared. It gives me plenty of time to prepare myself. I'm going to change it from now on. Welcome. <laughs> I'm John Schultz. I'm Keone Hutton. I'm Leslie Reed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've got the ridiculousness out of the way, as if there's not going to be more of that over the next hour. Mm. So we've spent the last couple episodes departing from our patient zero planning process, but now it's time to get back to it because it's December and Halloween is only 10 months away. You're already behind? I've never been not behind. We'll say we, we, we've been behind since we started this. Yeah. I don't think there's such a thing as not being behind. Not in this industry. We spent a couple episodes uh, writing our backstory and then started the uh, design process, working out uh, what kind of scares we wanted to have in what areas uh, to help us start putting together the rooms. And when we are making good progress toward putting together those rooms. But we are hampered by one major, fairly significant challenge. We don't know what size of location we have to determine what size of rooms we will be able to utilize to figure out what we can do with them. That is a kick in the pants. To say the least. And unfortunately, that is not going to resolve itself anytime soon. Uh, I will be finding out where we're going to transfer to next in March. Maybe keeping my fingers crossed, and uh, then the house hunting begins from house and location hunting begins from there. So we need to move question. on to our planning process to, because we're going to have to be doing a lot of the uh, design work on the layout in the last few months before it actually happens. Question: When you're house hunting, how much of the hunt design goes into picking out a house? So my wife has her criteria, and I have my criteria. My criteria right now is one to five acres, uh, two outbuildings, and I don't care anything about what the house looks like. Yeah, but your wife's criteria is more important than yours. No, because all she cares about is the house. As long as the house is on one to five acres and has one or two outbuildings that I can use, one for a shop, one for storing all of the crap for the haunt, I have no problem. Okay, fair enough. Compromise. This is called compromise. compromise. It may, it's how good marriages work. So today I would like to turn our attention away from the layout design and start look, thinking about our marketing strategy. Which gives us a couple of really, really great ways and places to start because with marketing, even if you only have a vague inclination of what you're going with, you can start with that and then as you build onto what you're doing, you can build onto your marketing plan. And given what we were able to do um, with the marketing for the haunted ship in less than six weeks, uh, see prior podcasts and our Facebook page for that and updates and photos and things like that. It's actually a really, really good place for us to start. We have a plot line. We have an outline. And marketing is really where you get people to show up. So let's figure out what we're doing with that. And then we'll actually figure figure out what we'll be there when... (laughs) when we get there before anything else i think we need to narrow down our name wait the name for the hunt no 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 my own personal name that i can Your name is oh okay now that we got that narrowed down what about a name for the hunt <laughs> keone <laughs> 
Congratulations, you are now a haunt. Well, that's all I wanted my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) So what are you going to do with the next 60 years? Uh, crochet? Alrighty. I can teach you that one. (laughs) In all seriousness, though, we still don't have a name for our uh, our haunted assignment. And I really want to be able to take this name, use it year after year after year after year, as we're adding on, as we're building, so that whatever fan base we create in the interim between now and opening the pro haunt, uh, we have a fan base to start with when we actually open that pro haunt. So let's be clear. Are you talking, because we've called what we've developed so far our patient zero haunt. Are you talking about a, a name that will serve as sort of an umbrella to some of like patient zero and other haunts? Is that what you're going for? For every home haunt that we do, Building up Ooh, penguin reference. Okay, patient zero. So, patient zero presented by no, 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 no. no, what, no, are you, no. what are you? Zero is not the name of a haunt. No. Patient zero is our shorthand for the storyline. Okay, so you're one to develop something. Okay, I see. We what need you're a we, we need a name for the Did haunt, they? which you know, operating okay. name, business name. I mean, essentially, it's not just for the haunt, but this would theoretically be what we would operate under as professionals. When we get yes. there, I'm sorry. I was talking about. I was only half listening to yours. I was I was reading a uh, a message that some Leslie Falder sent me, and it was. I haven't sent you anything new. I said me. Leslie Falder. I didn't say you. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> you okay? No, never have been. <laughs> but all of that aside, I think. So we, we're doing an asylum. We could call it something asylum, but I kind of like the idea of calling it something manor. Which is not out of the ordinary or, or the rationale, considering no. a number of manors were actually repurposed into asylums because they were initially could have been were started by wealthy people who, in, in their whatever you want to call it, wanted to give back to the community. <laughs> Altruism. Yeah, we'll call it that. <laughs> altruism got skewed along the way in a number of cases. I mean, we also, in theory, want it to be something memorable. Ah, that's what that scratching is. It appears I've locked my cat in a closet by accident. One moment, please. Bigger time. If we want it to be something that like rolls off the tongue, that will is easy to say, easy to remember, that people will have fun talking about. Like, uh, there's one haunt, who I know nothing about the haunt, but I love the name, it's the Macabre Manor. Mm. Hey, buddy, don't kill me, okay? And what I like about it is uh, it's generic enough that they can change their theme year after year so they can keep stuff fresh, but still always operate under the the same same name. name, So they can bring back. I like that. Yeah. Well, like again, having flexibility of presentation, but stability of marketing is yes. of great yeah. value, um, especially as you grow and change over the years. And it lets you keep building on your marketing strategy year after year, as opposed to starting from scratch, scratch every year. Every year. 
yeah. So if we can find something that is just vague enough while being just specific enough, has good alliteration, has a certain je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. What she said. So what you got? <laughs> uh. What do you guys think about manor? <laughs> Cricket manor. Cricket manor. Uh, uh, some people might mistake it for the sport. Come in with paddles and whatnot. Huh? Somehow Crikey. I got that. Crikey! Uh, people will... Crikey manner. <laughs> <laughs> people, I think, will be too... You know what? I'm not going to make that joke. Never mind. Uh, so you, got a, gonna... you got a thesaurus near you? If anybody does, I figure it's you. Uh, yeah. Uh, let me go pull it. i got to figure out which bookshelf <laughs> it's on, but yes, I've got a couple of them. Give me a minute. Are you, are you, you wanting you, you her to look up Crikey? You could also, you know, Google Half thesaurus. A, uh, I like hard copy. Give me a minute. <laughs> I'm what weird. what, you know what are you wanting her to look up? Crikey. You're not really asking her to... Yeah, I was afraid you were going to use Crikey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want her to look up Manor. Uh, mansion. Um... I want a word that means Manor that doesn't start with M. Are you... So, something similar with that type of property? I mean... That, okay, that well. kind of grandiosity? Grandioseness. I, I want to, yeah, grandioseness. That one. I want to be grandiose like manner. I don't think that's a word. Okay, I'm thesaurist. What do we need? I want you to look up manner. Okay. I want a word that's kind of like manner that doesn't start with an M. That is still grandiose. As okay. grandioseness, as you didn't Villa. say, but grandiosity. Well, we could do estates. I mean, castles are pretty popular. Yeah, castle invokes too many medieval images. It does. And I think that would limit our construction <laughs> design. I have one, but you won't like it. I'm open to ideas. Yeah, I don't think it's kind of what we're going for, but chateau. Yeah, see, too French. Even though that would make it have more je ne sais quoi. I the suppose. Frenchness <laughs> is the problem with that? <laughs> Estate. Ooh, ooh. You know what? Okay, and I have Star Wars to thank for this. What about Citadel? Mm, mm -mm. I like Citadel. <laughs> I don't like it at all. No. I don't like your face. It's too. She sounds too much like cathedral. You sound too much like cathedral. Thank you. I'm looking some up. I'm What's strong? Less. Um, my thesaurus failures at mansion, villa, hall, estate didn't really get me anything. So now I'm looking up home. Let's see what that gets. Tower. Me. Towers tend to be creepy. Tower of Terror. Oh wait, that might be. I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> Tower of London. Not exactly known for its niceness. Fortification. <laughs> Crane. Ranch. I mean, this one's got <laughs> hovel. <laughs> Two-story, single-family detached. Uh, lodge. Lodge. Well, uh, Hacienda. Lodge actually like, has oh, some... I mean, oh, here's, here's the other kind of piece of this, is if we were doing this in Colorado, Lodge mm -hmm. would actually be pretty perfect. 
Lodge is not bad. Um, Sanatorium. I like. Uh, I mean, I like that one, but Sanatorium's good, but too much. Too it's too. It's, it's too, too wordy. It, exactly. Well, I don't know. You can have a scary sanatorium. But at the same time, of, you can have a sanatorium. I think most sanatoriums, sanatoriums are pretty scary. It's kind of a point. You can have yeah. a snuffleupagus sanatorium. <laughs> but only if it's persistent. Mm. If your persistent snuffleupagus is... How about legal residence? I think that's worse than... <laughs> This is a in a <laughs> I like it. I'm just reading these ones. Okay, so let me ask you this one. Dump dwelling crash pad residence. Oh, I like pad. Pad. Rack. Like Rack? <laughs> Never mind. That's not a that doesn't that's not a thing. Rack is also a country, but you know. We don't have to go there. Uh, Farmhouse. Barn. Hospital. Actually. See, hospital, I think, is too generic again. It's, it it would, is. You know what? Hmm. What are some other names for hospital? Look up hospital source. It was actually, that's what I was doing. Med tent. <laughs> Purgatory. Uh, oh, actually, that's not bad. Sanitarium comes up. Health services. <laughs> nursing home. <laughs> I like the nursing home. Purgatory Asylum. Purgatory Sanitarium. Bungalow. Purgatory Bungalow. Purgatory bungalow. <laughs> That's the best one. Write that down. <laughs> Purgatory Lodge. Uh, I like Purgatory Lodge. But at the same time, I don't think I like Purgatory. Okay. Purgatory. And waiting at a uh, attraction is not... I don't want to bring waiting to minds when people are standing in line in an attraction. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah, but you got a 50-50 on the understanding of purgatory, and most of them <laughs> don't tend to understand it as the place that you wait. That's True. Cool. They still take it as a piece of house. <laughs> Everlasting fire bungalow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there are... A legit amount of these. Okay. What about something off of mystery? Incorporated. Incorporated. Nah. John, I can't believe you let her beat you to that. I don't think I said it first. I think with the delay, we probably tied. Arcane? I don't know. Ooh, I like arcane. Uh, will people know what that means? I, I question Does it the... Does not matter. No, it, 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 it literally doesn't. What about the arcade? I mean, arcane asylum is not no. bad. I still think we should arcane, use the arcane something lodge. I'm coming back to. Lo- I mean, especially since kind of the idea is, is to set this up in Colorado. That's true, but it's probably going to be in Maryland for a while. A while. But eh, Maryland's got it's got its backwoods areas that so you would have kind of a lodge type of concept. Okay, I don't think mystery is the way you want to go, unless the only decent one here is occult, because eh, right here. Specific. What Agreed. about tough nut to crack lodge? Ah, uh, no. Cliffhanger lodge.
Hoser Lodge. Well, it's not Canada. <laughs> the other thing you can that we could think of is it doesn't have to be just because that's the one we had, Arcane Lodge or Purgatory Lodge. Like if you think if we can think of something that sounds decent enough, it doesn't have to be a word that means something. Like for take Arkham, for example. It's not necessarily a it doesn't necessarily have to be a descriptive word. That's so true. Well, I think it's Arkham catchy. is the low. Arkham is Arkham the the city. It's Arkham the city the, or the town. I thought Arkham was the name of the guy. No, no. Well, no well, there's in the comics, it's the name of the guy, but I okay. think it's named after a city in that's close to Salem, if I remember right. Like that's where it actually came from. Yeah, I think that's how the I think that's where the writers from Batman came up with it. Yeah, yeah. If I remember right. Honestly, that's not a bad way to go. Maybe we want to find a location that sounds <laughs> uh, arcane and Arkham-y. Arkham. Arkham. Arkham-y Arkham. Asylum. Arkham-y. I was going to say Arkham. <laughs> arcane Arkham Asylum. <clears throat> uh, if you make it one word, they might not sue us. <laughs> <laughs> Still, they probably will. What about Arcane Academia? <laughs> that just sounds like a very suspicious college. Academical Lodge? <laughs> Ew. Uh, that's, that's awful. I think I threw up a little in my mouth. I do not want to spend the weekend there. I spend weekend there. any time there, yeah. Which means that everybody's going to be terrified. Yeah, maybe they, but maybe they don't come out. <laughs> Yeah, there's terror, and then there's whatever I'm feeling right now. I mean, what's our what's our slogan going to be? We make learning terrifying. <laughs> well, we are haunting you. Uh, uh, okay. No, just no, to... no. Drawing the line, the line has been drawn, and that is over it. I don't. Oh no, that, I think I made it worse. So, just to see what comes up, I typed in Arkham, just to see if there's anything there. Okay. So it's a glean, take home, acclaim, exam, arc, and orgasm. I'm I not see joking. potential. I see potential. That is no, 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 no. <laughs> That's John. Are you on a computer? Uh, or a cell phone. phone. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I want a rhyming dictionary. Uh, why? Thank you to find rhymes for lodge hodge hodge ha ah. <laughs> that was ridiculous <laughs> i think i can't think of that i don't think there's too many of the other things that rhyme with lodge hodge 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 dodge i think that's it hodge god Dodge. this is going poorly hodge Podge, Quadge, Raj. Those poor people around you think you're going insane. Look for near rhymes. Thodge, Todge, Lodge, Zodge. There are creepy names with ins. What do you mean? I'm just thinking other lodge type businesses, inns. Depending on the name, it could be creepier. What sounds creepier? What sounds creepier, the Arkham Inn or the Arkham Lodge? Lodge. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, because um, Shining. I'm with Leslie on that one, yes. The Shining. I mean, that's that's Lodge being kind of a creepy concept is entirely yes. The Shining. I suppose. Les, what are other words are there for macabre? Uh, macabre's good. See what my no, I love macabre, but I feel like it's overused in the industry. Yes, I really have to say this thesaurus is not great. <laughs> it's not even an option. Macabre's not in it. Nope. Well, you've yeah. got a computer. Right. Eh, got my phone up. I don't know. Gruesome, ghastly, grim. No. Alarming. Unearthly, hideous, eerie, grisly, horrid, frightening, morbid, frightful, ghoulish, dreadful. Cadaver. Cadaver Lodge. Yeah. That place will close within a week. I like ghastly. <laughs> ghastly lodge. Is there a G word for a manor? Ghastly garage. <laughs> um, yeah, let's avoid the ghastly garage. <laughs> I think that's what the people will say, though. <laughs> exactly. Like ghastly grounds. Ooh, that's actually not bad. I like that. Can we expand on it? Do we need to expand on it? Oh, so like, what do what do you want added to it? I don't know. Ghastly grounds Leslie's. and Acropolis. <laughs> Leslie's ghastly grounds. Uh, ghastly the map. Well, actually, we could just take that and modify it year by year. Yeah, ghastly gas- grounds. Ghastly yeah. grounds. Ghastly Grounds Asylum. Ghastly Grounds... um... There's a lot of alliteration. Gruesome, ghastly, grim... I mean, that's... Grim, grim, grinning, ghastly goat. No. Ghastly Ground. No. Asylum. No. (laughs) You worry me. (laughs) I worry myself. I'm going to Google spooky town names. (laughs) Yeah, do it. But I like that one. Ghastly Grounds is definitely the, the best one we've come up with so far. Mm-hmm. For the record, Ghastly Grounds is now copyrighted copyrighted under yes. a attribution license. 31 so spooky American any of you listeners steal it, please give us credit. <laughs> Nawbone, Indiana. That's kind of awesome. Scarville, Iowa. Eh. Hell, Michigan. Wow. They just didn't even try. Uh, (laughs) Casper, Wyoming. Tubestone, Arizona. Bad Axe, Michigan. That, like, just sounds like they're not trying very hard. Dead Women Crossing, Oklahoma. (laughs) What the hell? God, Oklahoma. Get your shit together. (laughs) The specificity of that makes me very nervous. It's John, Oklahoma. John, opinion. John, second opinion. Do I delete Leslie's comments about <laughs> Oklahoma or not? Well, we've I had no that. we've had no doubt. <laughs> yeah, so I'll think well, what that's what it. <laughs> well, in my defense, I, the... I have lived there. 
I can speak from personal okay. experience. No positive memories. No, I have positive <laughs> memories. But not of Oklahoma. <laughs> no, I have some of Oklahoma. Just more of the oh. people, not necessarily of the entire state. Well, right. clearly she doesn't have positive memories of dead women crossing Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Again, dear God, Oklahoma, get your shit together. John, in, well, Leslie's, in Leslie's defense... Yeah, they need to adjust that. <laughs> well, that's not good. That's that's really that's terrible. They need to they do need to get their shit together. That's pretty bad. There's it's 2018. There's an actual town name called Dead Women Crossing. Well, maybe they do. I mean, how can we judge? Oh, and well, with as much me, shade I... as possible. Oh. <laughs> Oh, and I read the story. Oh, that was a mistake. Okay. Well, now you have to share. Uh, no, I'm good. I don't think we need to go there. <laughs> All Sanguine, listeners. Sanguine Estates and uh, Ghastly Grounds? Ooh, Sanguine Estates isn't bad. Ooh. I was going to do Red Sanguine Keep, but I'm not entirely sure on that one. What's <laughs> the actual definition of Sanguine? Bloody or hopeful, depending on the context. Ooh. Sorry. So, Cape Fear. <laughs> bloody, it's both bloody yet hopeful. Yes. Sanguine Estates. That's that's not bad. The other keep one I was looking at is uh, sang- sanguine, uh, sanguine Keep. Eh. I don't, I don't like, like it as much. One. You like yeah. estate? Sanguine Estates and Ghastly Grounds. Let's see. So. You're not actually thinking of those together, are you? Either way. I mean, if we have it together, you can make. We can have the concept of we have grounds, so we can do an outdoor haunt and a key or sure. the estate, so it's an indoor haunt. I think overall, overall, we should pick one of the two. You might be able to combine one for a year. Well, I'm thinking we keep the other one in our back pocket, and maybe one day sure. we can open a two haunt. But well, my point is, the one is too is very long. That's my only. Yeah, yeah, it, well, yes. That's definitely true. Seven Devils, North Carolina. Ooh, interesting. Black Creek, Georgia. Cut off, Louisiana. Ooh. What about Sanguine Creek Estates? Ooh. Yeah, I like That's that. Not bad. That's not bad. Sanguine Creek Estates. Oh, and I read the story for Cut Off, and Leslie would giggle, but Kay and I would not. You need say no more. But yeah. I I know where it's going, and let's just not go there. Oh, <laughs> sorry. There you go. There you go. That was like, like Leslie, why would you? Why would you think it's funny? <laughs> uh, wow, Vulture City, Arizona. I kind of like that one. Frankenstein, Missouri. That's awesome. They didn't try very hard. I kind of want to live in Frankenstein, Missouri. Well, okay, you'll like this. So, Salem, Massachusetts. The name itself is not creepy, but well, yeah. And that's all the description is. <laughs> yeah, that's really... Context sad. is everything. Yeah, it is. Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> Again. Savage, Minnesota. Slaughter Beach, Delaware. Awesome. Uh, Satan's Kingdom, Massachusetts. Slaughter Race. Okay. Transylvania, Louisiana. Munster, Indiana. Accident, Maryland. Awesome. I feel like we should do a road trip and visit all these places. Yeah, it's actually That'd be fun. not terrible. 
Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Leslie. Dead whore Oklahoma. <laughs> I okay. maintain. Okay. It's legit now. Thank I don't know you. why you're apologizing since Leslie is neither dead nor a whore. Well, I, okay, that's not what I... I'm saying Oklahoma, what the hell? Oh, fair enough. <laughs> that's what I'm going for. <laughs> that, right there, that could be the name. That's the name. <laughs> and how would we spell that? I don't know, but I feel like there'd be a lot of R's. Yeah. I can't believe they have a town named Dead Women Crossing. Wait. I'm not 100% sure on that. Hmm. Mystic Connecticut. Hey, John, which way am I less likely to get stabbed, left or right? Probably left. Okay, Pumpkin Town, South Carolina. That sounds cute. It does. There are cute pumpkins. Yeah. Uh, no. Wow. There's a Rosemary's Baby, New Jersey. Who is shocked that that, that is in Jersey? <laughs> Nobody. Everything, Everything is, is legal in New Jersey. Okay, you sure you don't want to do Crystal Lake? I mean, oh. I would love to do Crystal Lake. Two things. One, it's been done. No... We don't have a lake. What about Crystal Cove? <laughs> I think they'd be near water to do a cove. I'm pretty sure they'd sue us over Crystal Cove. Probably. Say the least. Well, I mean, I like both those. Those are pretty solid. Sanguine Estate or Sanguine Creek Estate? Sanguine Creek. I like the creek. Kind of like the, the creek, one? too. Did we actually just make a decision? Sanguine Creek Estates. Yay! I think it's awesome. Yeah. I like it. There's a lot we I can like do it. with it's, it. It's catchy. It's intriguing. Mysterious. I like it. And it's arcane enough that people are going to wonder. Yes. Well, and yeah. the, the double meaning is a lot of fun. Okay. I think we have. So how do we market the crap out of it? I don't know. One of the, well, one of the first things when you're, des when we were talking about designing the marketing strategy that you want to do is figure out who you're going to market it to, figure out your target yes. audience. Well, we already talked about figuring our target audience. Or we figured out our target audience in the episode 12 Know Your Audience podcast. So I highly recommend that all of our listeners go check out our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash hauntingyou, with just a letter U, or check out our Podbean page at hauntingyou.podbean.com, where all of our podcasts are kept. <laughs> you can also check out our Twitter page using the handle at hauntinguniver1, that's haunting U N I V E R one, and you can find us on iTunes. <laughs> that that was I. If it, I, I'm laughing. I'm sorry. I'm laughing because the there was it was some sort of glitch in your speech because I'm pretty sure that wasn't you, but you literally said it like because that's where all of our podcasts are kept. <laughs> Oh, I so hope that that made it onto the recording. <laughs> well, we'll and if it did, <laughs> well, that was a good time. Fantastic. Well, I think I think the perfect person to tell us who to market it to is Leslie. Twenty-one-year-old frat boys. <laughs> why? Why twenty-one-year-old frat boys again? They're the hardest to scare. Right. And they're the most likely to want to try to be scared to prove their own manliness. <laughs> <laughs> to fear in the world itself. I did see something recently, though, that 
I'm trying to remember where I saw it, and I, if, as soon as I remember, I'll, I'll either tell you guys or tweet it out. Um, but there, I did see something in there that's saying more women are going to haunted houses. So, I mean, you, I think you need to advertise. Well, in general, I think we should be. I think are in general going, we should be. Or are they being taken? To, 15 to 20, 15 to 30. Hey! Yeah, some of them are going, some of them are making, like, parties out of it, from what I was reading. Um, And I'm not, I think the the frat boys numbers still dwarf them, but they're they're definitely going up. Okay. Did we ever figure out what the predator of the white male was? I don't think we did, no. Hmm. I thought we decided orca, but I can't remember. So if we're going to be targeting basically 15-year-olds to 40-year-olds as our primary audience there's absolutely no way we can avoid social media no absolutely not and more than that i think we need to expand our social media coverage because we really are just on facebook and twitter we are on instagram thank you very much yeah how many things have we sent out via instagram i'd have to check i'm pretty sure i could count it on one hand i Yes. Yeah, exactly. So we, I think we need to expand our social media presence. We, we can also to, and we can also create a Pinterest account, which, which how much? I mean, let's, but how much value is there in a haunted house advertising on Pinterest? It's Zero. Not Pinterest. Yeah. The, so, the, the the usefulness of having a Pinterest is, I mean, truly, it would be internal to us. And it might be something as, you know, we start doing, I could post tutorials that would be linked on Pinterest. But again, value is going to be held in YouTube, in Twitter, in Facebook, um, not so much, and Instagram, not so much on Pinterest. Pinterest is a repository of ideas, not necessarily the promotion of them. Yes, thank you. I think you just said it beautifully. What is Snapchat? Fuck if I know. <laughs> okay, so what I'm hearing is we need to get a Generation Seer in here. How about Luca, my five-year-old? Uh, Actually, probably he Walker. Gen Z? He seems to be more. Let's get, uh, let's get Walker. Computer savvy. Let's get Walker. Savvy. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure the you know the difference there. I'm sure Walker knows way more about Snapchat than Luca does. <laughs> Oh, and yet, ironically, no. both of them oh, know more ironic. about it than I do. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, John, that's your homework. You're going to learn something about Snapchat. And I don't bring it think... Into... Well, you know what? I don't know enough to actually comment, so I'll take a look. Right. Yeah, take a look and, and get back to us. Let us know if Snapchat is worth pursuing. And another thing you can do, especially when... Well, one thing that... I'm trying to think of a good way to phrase it. One thing people do with marketing now, especially on social media, is to make basic short to the point videos. So, and I don't want to specifically call out vines, but something that's under 30 seconds, something that gives them a lot of information and a lot of content in a very short period of time. So that's another good thing to do. I, I'm specifically, not vine specifically, just short to the point videos, either for informational purposes, for humor, for just kind of showing them just what you're doing. Like we had for Arkham, we created a lot of 
a lot of photo sets of what we were doing. Now, what we could have done, which we probably should have done, was create more videos of what we were doing. One of the things with the social media presence is so a lot of the a lot of the users have short attention spans. No one's going to, if you're doing a video that's five minutes and fifty eight seconds, there's you're not going to get that many people that watch it. Under thirty seconds to the point. And that's a that's a really good point, John. I think that's something that even through the construction process, we can be showing people little teasers of exactly props for building and uh, check out our paint scheme here. Just little little you said vignettes. a thirty second tidbit, beautiful vignettes that I like that uh, leave a taste in your mouth and want keep you wanting to come back for more. Vignettes. Yeah, at estates. But you bring up an excellent point about the attention span of the typical social media user. I wouldn't say it's attention span, though, because I can spend six hours on Pinterest and look at half a dozen different things <laughs> and then some. It's not yes, attention span. Not it's, anyone th- true. It's, that's the val- like, that's uh, part of the value of social media. You're not being forced variety. to focus on one thing. You well, get a whole bunch of topics in a very short amount of time. Well, let's, yeah. let's take, a quick, take a quick temperature check. Since since all of us use Facebook, at least on one form or another, sure. When you're okay, so you are scrolling through your timeline, you see a new topic. How long do you look at that before you judge whether it's worth engaging in it in whatever fashion, either clicking to play a video or reading an article? If that, I was gonna say it's probably under three seconds because you're literally like you look at it, you're like, "Mm, don't not interested, and you continue scrolling. Yeah, so fact, it needs it needs to be something short and attention grabbing. Absolutely, and the content itself needs to be short as well. Because so one, we need to grab their attention <laughs> less than three seconds, and then two, we need to hold their attention for the entirety of whatever we're doing. And what I found, so I was you know a stupid ass video caught my attention, and <laughs> it was one of those watch to the end things. Ah, I, I hate those. Well, sometimes if it, if, if it doesn't take it, if it's two minutes before it yes. gets to the point, I'm not interested. Yes. Well, and it, see that that even illustrates the point even more. At the three and minute, I was like, okay, this is eating up too much of my time. You have way more patience than I do. Apparently, I if I will, if I really am interested in those, I will 100 percent just scroll to the end. Yep. I've, yeah. I like the ones where it's show the point, run back, and show how you got there. Because then I see the point. That's not bad. And then now I want to see, okay, how did you get to... Right. You you designed and built this really, really cool thing, this really, really cool piece of art. How did you do that? If it's a case of what are you getting to, I'm not as likely to stick around. But if you show me what it is first and then show me how you got there, that is something that I can... I, I'm much I more likely like, to sit and watch something like that out of the curiosity because I know where it's going and I already know whether or not I want to see to the end. I really like that strategy. It's kind of what we were talking about. You're getting a teaser up front to hook them and then giving them the content after it. It's it's so hooking them in the first three seconds with spoiler. The result. Here's your spoiler. Okay, well, Dumbledore died. Spoiler alert. Uh- but how? Wait, Wait what? How do we get there? And then you what? want to go back and do something about it. Ask you your wife. Just... She'll explain it to you. Oh. 
great. Thank you. But that's the thing. Is Thanks for that. You're welcome. No, I saw one video, like, now we can't do anything this drastic, but one video that started off that same way that showed a car on the roof of a retail outlet. <laughs> and I did. I'm like, well, how the hell? Okay. So we have a pretty good idea of how to, uh, of how we need to set up these, what was the word you used? Vignette. Vignette. I always thought it was pronounced something like Viginette, but Vignette. I'm willing to. Yeah, you're usually right on things like this. It's French. So we have a pretty good Don't idea of how to. I try not to pronounce anything in French, <laughs> as saw earlier in tonight's episode. So we have a blueprint for the vignettes that we're going to set up. Yes. Where you know we're going to utilize Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, probably for well, your. And the other nice day. thing about these is because of their length and keeping them short and to the point, they are easily uploaded to places like Twitter, where it's a quick little thing, file size is appropriate as opposed to something that's 20 minutes and much better situated for strictly YouTube. Agreed. That being said, uh, I think YouTube should be our repository that contains everything. Yes. That way people can uh, go back to the TV video on Twitter. Huh, I want to see other things that these people have put out. Because or the this is rest kind of, of it because we cut it short and trimmed a full video down to 30 seconds. Two minutes. Actually, that's an interesting point, too. You put the little one out on Twitter to hook them, bring them to YouTube, and show them the whole thing. Yep. Okay. So, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, John's going to look into... Snapchat. Snapchat, because none of us know what Snapchat is. And hopefully we can bring some value to our listeners, uh, who are probably in a similar boat to where we are. Although, if any <laughs> of you would like to give some insight on Snapchat, we are certainly open to it. <laughs> and desperate. And desperate. Okay, what else? Um, we're going to have to figure out a way to do these things when the three of us are not in the same state. Because to a certain I... extent, some of this is is better done um, <laughs> when we're all in one place. Uh, to an extent, yes. That being said, less since you generally have the lead on costuming and makeuping. Costuming and makeup. Yes, Something like I have some uh, tutorials to start designing. Yeah, yes. You know, along with all the other stuff I have. Right, exactly. <laughs> but it gives you an excellent place to start on your vignettes. It does, because um, the first one I'm going to do is actually our porcelain doll. <laughs> and that's going to take some playing with, although I think I've got a decent idea on been writing and, and playing around with her backstory. I just need to pick pick an age. At least try to make it not so disturbing. That's so okay, let's let's talk about that for a minute, the backstory. I've seen a lot of haunts now creating Facebook pages for their characters. characters yes. Do you see value? Um Yes and no. For a couple of reasons. One bringing a character from the 1890s and giving them a Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit more archaic writing than I want to do on a regular basis. Uh, two, 
we need to have point. somebody who has the time to manage it and keep it historically appropriate. I'm not going to say accurate or relevant, but appropriate. I don't know. I I, I really I, I do see see the value of it. It's you know, oh hey, I can I can explain to you my character, so that way you, if you're interested and you care about those such things when you go to a haunt, you can access it before you get there. So it might have some more meaning to you. Um, but I think for the vast majority, that's something for the actor or actress themselves rather than necessarily for the designers, the designers or, or the attendees. It's, it's an, it's an internal thing for the actor to get into character and to build that out for themselves and to interact in that, which depending on the nature of your haunt could easily be transferred into your marketing strategy and your advertising strategy, but I wouldn't rely on that to be your primary. I I like a, I like what you said, and I think that maybe setting it up. Well, we can present the backstory like on our website of mm-hmm. our major characters, mm-hmm. and then but we just leave it at that. And from there, it's up to the actor uh, who ends up playing that person to bring more to the character. I mean, and again, having that Facebook page, that to me feels like something for a, a tool for method acting and a method method style actor rather than just for, like, I mean, the guests, how much, you know, beyond the basics plot line of your, of your story, how much do the guests care that my character was, you know, committed to the asylum by her uncle after the death of her father? So he could claim the family property and, and um, wealth. I mean, is that really relevant, you know, to the people coming by, or just the fact that, or and the reason why she's a porcelain doll, um, which I'm still working on? Where, where's where's the relevant to the visitors when the fact is she's creepy, she's there, she's got a teddy bear that's head pops off? I don't think it's relevant at all. That being said. There may be, there are going to be those who are interested, right, and want to dig deeper. So in that case, so, we make it available, but it doesn't need yes. to be a driving force behind what we do. Yes, one hundred percent agree with everything you just said. Um, I mean, and especially for her, like the the doctor, our, our doctor is a different story. I still wouldn't say create a Facebook page for him. Again, for me, because we're doing something historical. The it, it's not it, it just doesn't well, it's not even just not appropriate it just doesn't I can't figure out how to <laughs> there's a really really great um, version of Pride and Prejudice called the Lizzie Bennet Diaries that was done on YouTube as a YouTube series where they modernized it and presented it as um, this was real life happening to these characters. So like um, a video journal on YouTube? Yeah, it's, it's a vlog. It's fantastic. Um, it gets very, very meta because they all had Twitter accounts uh, that were managed. So they interacted with the commentators on YouTube. Then they would find the Twitter accounts. And they, you know, it for this, I think it was a 12-month period that they did the, did the whole, you know, did the whole story of Pride and Prejudice, um, where they were interacting with their audience the entire time. Uh, the writers and the creators of, of, of this content were doing this um, uh, through 
YouTube, through Twitter, and I want to say they had another another platform that they used, and they referenced these interactions that they had on other platforms in the next YouTube videos. Just from the, the meta standpoint of taking a historical event, modernizing it, and applying it to modern social media, and retelling it in that form, um, I, mean, I could write a dissertation on, on that, that level of communications alone, beyond the fact that I love Pride and Prejudice, and it's a fantastically good <laughs> story. Um, but that type of thing, you know, as I try and think about that and try to move that into, into like a Facebook page for our, our medical doctor, I know I could find a way to make it work. I'm just not seeing it right now. Uh Uh-huh. And that's okay. We have, (laughs) We have 11 years. I don't, well, that. (laughs) Um, but I see no reason why we couldn't start... I see no reason why we can't start that with the home haunts. Certainly at a lower level than well, we ultimately will be at. Even just but... at an internal level. Well, that I mean, too. Part of the success of some of these pages that you know I've poked around on is the... It's like playing a D&D campaign when you all of you have just created your characters and playing a D&D campaign when you're 20 years in and you know exactly every little thing that that character is going to do. Mm. So we use this as a way to get to know our characters. Yes, and keep it internal until we have really, truly fleshed out creations. Okay, so we start by just presenting backstory, uh, make it available for those who want to dig that deeply into our storyline, yes. but we're not going to use it as a driving force in our uh, in our media advertising campaign for now. Yes. Um, and it, it takes, as, as a writer with a story I've been working on since I was 10, and one that I've been working on for three years, it takes a lot of time to flesh out characters in depth. Um, even if that's what you're doing full-time, which sadly... I, haven't been able to do since school. Um, <laughs> so it's it's a good idea. It does give a lot of power and kind of a connection that your audience can attach themselves to if they wish. Uh, but I think, again, for now, these are internal discussions and we start working on them and, and slowly build them out into something more. Agreed. Agreed. Because um, I, I, I can't, I can't modernize a, a conversation between our doctor and, you know, Facebook fans until I really get inside his head. Um, you know, once I get inside his head and I can, you know, jump in and out or or jump in and out of the porcelain doll. Um, once I can do that with ease, making the jump from historical to modern is easier. Not easy, but easier. Yeah. Well, again, it's at the very least, I know how they would respond, and then it's a matter of tacking it back into the language and the uh, attitudes of the time rather than I don't even know how they would respond and then try to tack back into something. You have to know how they would respond, and then you can tack it back, or you have to know how to respond and then bring it forward. Right, right. And either way, we're several steps we're several away. S- yes. Being at that point. Yes. Okay. Oh, what next, John? You haven't talked in a while. Oh, that's because I left for <laughs> seven eight minutes. <laughs> I was I was not here. I came back in to 
Leslie saying the phrase, and that's when I jumped back into a porcelain doll, uh, and then I left again. Uh, I chose to not bring that into my life, and so I'm I'm back now. But Les, does your husband listen to the podcast? I might leave again. So. No. Excellent. That's probably best. So what else? Uh, I think we've talked about the social media campaign ad nauseum. What other topics do we want to cover tonight? So we know that social media has a lot of value and was discussed at length um, at our lovely West Coast Haunters convention. But there's also a significant amount of discussion about how West social Coast, media has, has value, but not usually when you're just getting started. You, you need still need to have the. You still need to be able to utilize traditional marketing forms. Yes, but traditional marketing forms cost money. They do. So, well, how did you use traditional marketing forms for the ship that cost less monies? Ha 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 ha! That was a very sneaky segue. Well uh-huh. done, madam. Thank I you. Don't, I don't know if it was that sneaky. <laughs> oh, sneaky to throw it back on me. <laughs> I mean, you talked about how, I mean, you guys put up flyers. Well, we did put up flyers, but um, dumb luck ended up being a large part of my marketing strategy. Hey, it worked. It does work, but I can't capitalize on dumb luck. Well, that's not true. I could totally capitalize on dumb luck. I can't recreate dumb luck. No, and it's very, very hard to get metrics out of dumb luck. Yes. I apologize to all of our listeners who turned in, tuned in for advice on marketing and then were told to use dumb luck. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, that's what it came down to with the haunted ship. We started out with uh, that wonderful page, Gooneyville, on Facebook. So social media campaign. And the social media campaign absolutely blew up because we got to capitalize on the Astoria area's love for the Coast Guard. And the Astoria area has... A large love for the Coast Guard. They are hard for the guard, if you will. Misplaced as it may be. Also, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went there. (laughs) Because of that, people were willing to give us free stuff. Like the uh, random person from the Ohana Media Group who said, Tell me about about what you're doing. We want to give you a free radio spot. And something like that... I don't have a good way to capitalize. Well, I don't have a good way to make that happen. Well, actually we do. Because that came from, you know, taking advantage of a larger organization, i.e. the U.S. Coast Guard, and their relationship with their... Community. Community. And in this case, the community was also the target audience. The community is the target audience. But... You know, when you're doing a haunt, especially when you're starting small, your community is going to be your target audience to the extent of you're going to be trying to draw your drunken frat boys in from your local community. <laughs> so having a reputation among the com- you know within the community just in general and being having that you know, you exist in your community rather than you know being a hermit and never going outside or talking to anybody. 
that's one of the reasons why Arkham was as successful as it was as well, is just amongst the neighbors, everybody saw us out working. It wasn't just, oh, no, we can't talk about it. You have to wait and come back when, you know, Halloween. It's, yeah, this is what we're doing. Isn't this cool? Come look. Come see. Yes. You know, small, tiny child who wants to keep watching us and asking annoying questions. Yes, I will continue to make up answers for you until you get bored. We participated in the community, and as a result, the community came out. So what you're suggesting is by if you can create a bond with the community, so maybe join the military, spend some time, uh, whatever branches, academy that you choose, um, just kind of rise up through the ranks, and then is that is that what you're going for, or is that? I'm saying I mean, don't be the grumpy hermit. I mean, it's great for the aesthetic but, of the haunt, but not so great for bringing in community. Leslie brings up uh, an interesting point there, though. You talked about how, how we used the Coast Guard's existing relationship with the community to help draw more people out. There's no reason we can't do that elsewhere. Yes. Sure. Not necessarily with the Coast Guard, but if we can find a local community organization that wants to put on a haunted house and yes. use their name to build our brand, that might be a comparatively quick way to get a... Um, to get a larger outreach. Well, it's it, even not even just a, a quick way. It, it provides um, a, a basis, a, a guaranteed audience. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Find. I mean, find a partner or a sponsor. So we need to add that to our to-do list. Once we figure out where this is going to be, uh, find a sponsor. Let's just send and let's just send out a request to everyone. <laughs> Reply all. Uh, let's not. Uh, just every organization that exists. Every Do not organ- hit reply all. <laughs> reply all at google.com. Oh. <laughs> Damn it, Leslie. <laughs> John, why are you so quiet all of a sudden? You seem to have wandered away from your microphone. Oh, uh, because the... Sorry, I'm, I'm right next to the phone. Uh, because the battery was getting so low, I had to take the headphones with the microphone out and put in the, and actually charge it. And that right there is the number one downfall of the iPhone. Yes. Oh, hush, they'll fix it some, some, some. Yeah. Their fi- fix is expensive Bluetooth headphones. And, you know, another $1,000 iPhone. That's it. Okay, stop disparaging Apple. Never. So, should we wrap it up? Okay, you don't want to disparage Apple. We want all of our users to go to iTunes and download and subscribe to our wonderful podcast. Sorry, I'm on the second delay. Fair enough. But if they all disparage Apple the same way that I do, they can always go to hauntingyou.podbean.com or the Podbean app and subscribe and download to our podcast that way. And if they don't want to do either of those... Well, you you can suck it. I don't. I don't. Well, we're also uh, you can also get us through Apple Podcasts and um, your internet browser. The app makes it so easy, though. Like, there's like no thought involved. Use an app. It will make all of our numbers go up. You don't even have to listen to it. Just let it download automatically and then delete it. No problem. We won't hold it against you. Okay, so. Anything else? So you can find our uh, all of our content, podcasts, um, articles, 
good information that we have, videos. Um, you can find that on Twitter. That's at HuntingUniver1, which is at HuntingUniver1. Okay, what about the Facebook page? Well, our Facebook page is, of course, uh, Facebook.com slash HuntingU, just the letter U. Uh, uh, there goes my soul. Sorry. Uh, hey, you didn't have much of one left. Anyway. There's nothing hey, John, left for John, yeah. out of curiosity. Yeah. 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 As so. you've lost your hair, has more of your soul come back? <laughs> Let's be honest. You two would be more of a judge of that than I. I mean, I don't think you're any more soulless than you were, but I don't think you're any more soulful than you were either. So... I did see a a video where it was in an air traffic control tower, and the they were they were talking about the basically the capacity of the plane and how many passengers were on board, and the it sounded like the gentleman at air traffic control asked how many um, how many souls do you have on board and the. And the pilot said, no, we have 120 souls on board. We have a total of 200 passengers. Yeah, I, I see where you're going there. Yeah. So, I don't know. Am I... So I'm not as soulless, or...? I don't think you are any more soulless than you were. Like, you're as soulless as ever. Okay. I'll take oh, that. but I don't think you're any more soulful either. That mean like when you say soulful, like is my soul growing back like the Grinch's heart, or am I less like James Brown like? Gold Man River. Sorry, it's got to be Will to do that one. Are, are you? Yeah, my are voice. You? Yeah, that's you... got to be your brother. Do you think James Brown's who's Old Man River? No, but that's the most soulful thong, thong I could think of. That, that... Can you think of one more? My uh, 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 point exactly. I think that's a good time to wrap it up. I agree. So, from all of us at Hunting You, thanks for listening, and happy hunting. Ah, I've been stopped! I did not do that. Haunting You is a production of the Rocky Mountain Home Haunters, LLC. All audio clips and sound effects are used under a Creative Commons attribution or public domain license from Purple Planet Music at www.purple-planet.com or the Sound Bible at soundbible.com. Please see our Facebook page for more information on all the clips used in this episode. Haunting University can be reached via Facebook at www.facebook.com slash haunting you with the letter U or on Twitter using the handle at haunting Univer one that's haunting U-N-I-V-E-R-1. Be sure to check out our new page on Podbean at www.hauntingyou.podbean.com. How do we know they're not the same person? Fair point. Mm. I can't prove it. Thanos and George R. R. Martin?
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen them in the same place together. I mean, they could totally be the same person. Put Thanos in a Kengo hat. <laughs> 